Welcome to the Rise to the Challenge podcast. Joined today, he's an executive business and personal coach, international speaker, and high-performance athlete. It's Shane Mulgrew. How are you doing today, Shane? Hello, Alex. How are you doing? Uh, thanks for having me. We're doing so good. We're so excited to have you on the show to talk about your Rise to the Challenge. What we like to do with all of our guests is go right to the beginning. Talk about where you're from and what were you involved in growing up? Uh, I'm, I'm from Ireland, the north of Ireland, so <clears throat> we are still in the, in the in the UK, but we're still in a part of Ireland as well, obviously, so um, we'll not get into to those details, but yeah, um, I, it's a, a really, really normal childhood. Uh, I know sometimes when people do um, these little chats, there's always something um, that happens when you're a young child or something, some moment of, of maybe trauma or what you've been through, but for me, I had an amazing childhood. Um, school, I probably just wasn't very into school or education as much as I am now, let's say. I was just a young person, uh, an amazing supportive parents, and I was obsessed with, with anything that involves sport, really. As a kid, were you just interested in all different sports, or was there ever one thing that you kind of were like, I just want to focus on that? Yeah, I was obsessed with them all. I was sort of lucky because anything that involved activity, I was just good at it. You know, I was sort of one of them people that uh, could naturally be good at any sort of sport or any sort of activity, you know. Um, but definitely um, Gaelic football here in Ireland, uh, it's it's a major thing. And then obviously soccer. Um, so those two were my main, I suppose, sports that I uh, spent most of my time doing. Did you train hard for those sports as you were growing up or did you kind of like any kid just get out on the field play because school is just there but this is what I love doing this is what I look forward to in my day or my weekends. Yeah yeah absolutely I, I used to train very hard um, I, I was I, I wanted to be a professional footballer a professional athlete so um, I would train by myself I, and I, when I look back as a young person probably something I don't do is appreciate that effort and commitment I did put in especially when a lot of other people maybe were messing about playing on uh, game consoles let's say I, I was out practicing and trying to be better which um, which I don't really remind myself of enough you know as a young person um, but yeah I used to train every day of the week um, at either Gaelic or, or soccer or, or any other s- sorts of sports you know why did you feel that you wanted to be an athlete out of all of the different jobs out there? Why was that the one thing you wanted to do? It's, it's I, I just enjoyed, um, well, first of all, soccer, uh, I just enjoyed doing it. And I was, as I said, I was good at it naturally. And then obviously we had to improve, but I just liked that lifestyle. So I was a big Manchester United fan. If you know Manchester United and, and I followed them and had some, um, my, my father and my family are, are fans of soccer as well. And just the lifestyle, it seemed so much simpler than getting a job. You know, <laughs> um, It was the type of life that, that I wanted uh, as a young person. That's, that's all I really I looked at. I did not think I was going to be anything else. Uh, that was it. Um, but then I suppose as I became an adult, I was maybe 17 or 18. That's when I realized that that wasn't going to be the, the career for me. You mentioned Manchester United. Was there any athletes that you were inspired by that kind of gave you that kind of momentum to go and be an athlete? Yeah, I was a major fan of, of Roy Keane. Um, he, he's, uh, he, he, uh, he was my favorite player because he's from Ireland. 
and he was, uh, I suppose, the leader uh, of the ship. He was the captain, and he was ruthless as well. Um, he was uh, nearly feared by by others, you know. And I, I loved that. I loved his character, his charisma, the way he led people. Uh, he didn't care about anything else other than winning, and um, he was just a true, a true athlete, a true performer every single day, you know, consistently. Uh, I just love that, and um, even today, I'm still a major fan of his. You know, did you see those characteristics in yourself? As like sometimes we see these athletes, and you're like, oh, their story is similar to mine, or I they do the same kind of style as I do. Did you kind of see that with him? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I read his book. He has two books out. I read his book, and, and some of his stories as a as a young person were very relatable. So that's what really, I suppose, dragged me and made me connect with them even more so. Um, it's just the same sort of like failures that, that he had to endure and conquer. Um, again, being being Irish. And I suppose some of the traits that that, that he had in regards to leadership, um, I really wanted to be that type of leader. You know, I didn't. I was quite quiet growing up. I was really, really shy, probably insecure. Uh, within myself but you probably wouldn't have known that um, uh, as you watched me maybe perform but I I wanted his characteristics in regards to leadership definitely I wanted to um, be more like that you know um, with my other uh, teammates. I think that's what makes athletes great is when they're open to the fan base where they're able to share those things because I think a lot of people look at them and see oh I can relate and that's how people connect with them more then you see these athletes who try to put that kind of oh I can't be broken I can't be phased by anything but being real and authentic just as a true characteristic in these athletes because if they don't have that fan base They're not going to make a lot of money because people are buying merchandise from them and so much more. And especially when you said the the athlete wrote books, they didn't have that connection with the fans. No one would be buying those books. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, I suppose people um, connect to what's relatable to them and people are, people really like vulnerability. So people like, like superstars and elite athletes showing their, their vulnerabilities because it makes them seem more like them, you know, it makes them seem more real. And, and that's again, that, that definitely um, is why uh, others, like you'll see athletes today, they're still appealing to me is because um, I suppose right now I'm still a high performing athlete uh, within, within CrossFit. So I can completely relate to them because I know what they're going through. I know that the pain of doing uh, extremely difficult exercises and, and feeling like, feeling like you've got no energy or, or that, that you can't go on, but for some reason you, you do, you conquer, um, you conquer the mind, so to speak. So I, I still I still love to watch athletes perform and to, to see what they put themselves through because uh, I'm doing it myself, you know, it's relatable. And, and I think we all have a, a vulnerable side as well, which, which is why we're human beings and the way we can always develop and improve, you know. With going into university or the thought of university, was soccer the main trajectory for that? Did you want to play while you're at university or just go right into the big leagues? Uh, no, no. It, it, soccer um, at university isn't a big thing. You know, it's especially here. It's more probably where I'm at. Um, I'm about 30 minutes from Belfast today. That's where all the, the main universities are. 
and soccer wouldn't be a big thing. You know, uh, it'd be more Gaelic football um, and probably probably other sports, whereas you'd have to go to, over to, to England um, for them, university. So they, they're more focused on soccer. I think with university, it's always still sport isn't uh, a big thing. I know in America it is um, with university, but it's it's still your professional career is still way, way more important than any um, sort of sporting career here in Ireland anyway. So what was that next step for you? What was the direction and path you were on? So, so when I, when I realized that, 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 that professional sports career wasn't going to be for me, or at least I thought at that stage, um, I, ha- I had to find something else. And I went from wanting to be uh, really excited about becoming a, a professional footballer. And then when that's taken away from you, you're sort of a wee bit lost. And I didn't know what to do then. I just knew I had to do something that was going to help me get paid money, you know. And as a young person, you don't really know what that is. So I just I I, I started working at a building site, to be honest, on a construction site. And um I said that that was really testing time because I didn't enjoy it. A lot of people that I worked with didn't you know they hated their lives, you know, they didn't enjoy their work. And uh, that became a part of me then. So probably for about two or three years, I was trying so many different jobs. And um, I suppose the great thing, I, I did learn a lot, you know, from a, I learned so much and I opened up because um, I was, each job that I did uh, would may be working on a building site with, with grown men or working um, in, in the sales. So I was a regional sales manager for a, a sales company. I, I worked in a, um, a manufactured um, a manufacturing plant I worked for in pharmaceuticals so I'd, I'd done sort of everything um, and I had to open up and connect with people more which I was really really bad at um, so as much as it was a really testing and challenging time for me internally because I didn't know you know where I was going I, I had no path to any sort of form of success I still had I, I developed a lot of skills I would say in different ways and, and doing all those different jobs. But but definitely I would say the most challenging time in my life because I just spent about three to four years going through like roller coaster emotions and being really unhappy. And I'd, I didn't know why um I felt this way. And I I sort of thought life was nearly over in a way because I was young and these are meant to be the happiest times of my life, you know, and there's no way I could have continued on living unhappy for another 50 to 60 years you know I I didn't even look that far ahead I thought just life was sort of coming to an end for me you know and and that that was sad um because I didn't understand why I was feeling that way but I just knew I was unhappy in my day-to-day life you know you mentioned at the beginning that football was taken away from you what was that reason why it was taken away from you initially because you, um, in, in Ireland here, you're there's a certain age where you're offered a like a contract, a professional contract, and I suppose all that my teammates I played for my international, my country, Northern Ireland, and they had all signed contracts, and I, I was actually the only one not to uh, not to sign a professional contract, but um, but I was still performing really, really, really well. Uh, I just didn't understand why, and um, uh, I was then offered. Um, are told that I was going to be offered a contract with a, a professional football team but there's an age difference from 
from Ireland here to the UK. So it meant that I had to pay, play a year or earlier or, or older. So there's a wee bit of a complication there. And then that's probably why I wasn't offered that, that contract due to my age, uh, which was unfortunate. But again, um, everybody was telling me that just hang in there, stay in there, you will be offered something. But it didn't come. Um, and I suppose I probably gave up on it, you know, at the age of 18 and, and just went into full-time work. Whereas uh, looking back, I should have stayed at it. I should have stuck at it and, and tried uh, to get that that contract. Um, but I had no real mentors or nobody really advisory um, advisors to tell me to keep going, you know, because uh, I suppose nobody really cared, you know, nobody really cared if you were successful or not. It was, it was only me that could do that. Um, but yeah, that I was taken away. I, I the way it worked is I because I didn't have a professional contract, I was sort of fell down the pecking order in regards to the international team, and then I just um. Uh, I was nearly playing second fiddle and um, that's when I made the conscious decision, okay, I need to start making money here. I'm, I'm a young adult, so I went into full-time work. Looking now with sports, a lot of times we see the new generation of athletes coming up and they're always getting younger and younger and younger. At your time when you were going through that, was that something that was going on where the teams are seeing these new breeds of athletes coming up and they're not willing to take a risk maybe on someone older, even though they are qualified, they have the skill set and everything, but they just want to make sure that they can produce a new athlete up and coming. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think, especially today, um, today, look, I'm 33 years of age, but I've never felt younger. I've never felt fitter in my life. Um, I think that comes from just looking after yourself. Um, but the, I mean, I'm, as I said, I'm 33 and there's maybe there's 19 and 20 year olds and 20 year old, 21 year olds that, that can't keep up with me. And, and from a, a, a athleticism point of view, and that's not to say that, that I'm brilliant or anything. It's just, I suppose, a mindset. Um, mm-hmm. it's a mindset as much as just looking after yourself. And, um, I love that. I love, I love that, that, um, the underdog type thing. You're, you know, you're too old or. Um, you're too old for doing that or achieving that. I love that. It drives me on. But yeah, looking back, I think um, if I had to get a wee bit of support from someone or something, then I could have kept going. But but definitely, I, I think the, the, the amazing athletes are getting younger and younger and younger. I love that because um, a lot of people think that you need to get a job, you know, a proper nine to five job and uh, a degree and, and then education whereas sport nowadays is a multi-billion pound industry you know or yeah. dollar in industry and it's I could do uh, athletics as a job every single day with no problem um, and you always need something to jump out of bed for so I think young it's amazing that young people are really uh, attached to sports and whatever it is they enjoy that's the key is if you enjoy it and you love it it's going to be easy for you to get up every day and do it, you know? And um, yeah, you're right. You, there's young people coming through there that are absolutely amazing. And it's great to see. I love how you mentioned the underdog story. Cause I kind of relate to that where even in the industry I was in, where you had these people that were double my age, been in the company for double my age. And I had a lot to prove to these people and where 
at the age you were with soccer, you had a lot of prove to get those contracts. I was in that same situation where I had to make my name notice. And I love being the underdog in anything because what do I have to lose? I just got to go out there and do my best at a hundred percent. And even when you mentioned where getting up every day, I think it just shows the passion these athletes have where they're willing to risk it all. They're willing to not make much money to get to that dream, especially with minor leagues or developmental leagues that we see nowadays where they're not making anything, but they love the sport that they do and they want to go out there and just have fun, be that athlete. Yeah, no, no, I think we all love uh, an underdog story. Uh, we always um, cheer on the underdog, but um, yeah, I agree, I agree. It's, it's what, what, what drives me on is, is when someone tells me I can't do something. Uh, and this is probably why I work for myself as well. I don't really like to be told what to do. <laughs> uh, I like to lead my own ship. And um, But yeah, the underdog story, it's it's... It's giving yourself a reason to, to do something, give yourself a reason to achieve that or hit a target. You need to you need to give yourself that. If you haven't got if you have everything in life or you made all the money that you need to make and you've um, been super successful and you've got nothing really else to achieve, you know, that that's a that's a sad life and end up because you've nothing to get out of bed for. Uh this is why statistically you shouldn't really retire ever because you need something to encourage you to get out of bed in the morning. Um, but yeah, I think we all love that, that, that under, underdog story. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, we see so many times where the underdog is pushed down and they, yeah. they have no chance, whether it be a team or whether it be an individual, um, and just shows you um, conquering just by that. Maybe that story in itself can help an individual or a team really, really um, reach that, that performance on it that they need to, to, to win whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. While you were sharing the different jobs that you had, you mentioned something about you didn't feel yourself or you didn't feel what you were needing to do. Did your friends or family notice a change in how you behaved or how you were thinking or your mindset during these hard times where you were going from different jobs because you didn't have soccer anymore? Um, I think only my parents, I, I was pretty good at hiding it. I was pretty good at hiding my feelings and my thoughts and what I was going through. I sort of, because I played sports, I still continue to play sport. I was, um, I was probably still seeing that I was happy, you know, I was pretending to be happy. I think my parents noticed something when I started to indulge a wee bit more in alcohol at the weekends and for a, someone in sport and, and playing, trying to achieve things, alcohol doesn't mix well, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's not good for you. Simple as that. And I was doing a wee bit too much of it. Um, enjoying myself too much when it came to that, that side of things. My parents did start to notice that, okay, and you're doing a bit of extra drinking here. And, um, but yeah, I just pretend that things okay. I was like, yeah, I was at that stage where, you know, I'm an adult now to do what I want. You know, and I don't have to listen to my parents. Um, so we bit uh, looking back, yeah, we bit silly, obviously, but um, it's it was just I suppose when you are sad and you're not feeling yourself, you need to fill that void. You know, you have to you have to fill your life with something. And I only knew uh, all I knew was okay. Look, if I take a drink here and go out and enjoy myself, at least I can be happy for a few hours. 
and deal with um, deal deal with the the emotional decline or the mental decline next morning. You know, was that kind of that lifestyle of an athlete you were wanting to live out? Was the kind of enjoying the night out on the weekends or during the week? Were you still trying to be able to do that, even though it wasn't being an athlete? Yeah, yeah, I was still trying to like I was still playing like football. I was still playing sport, obviously, and I was still um, doing athletics. But I wasn't as serious about it. I wasn't trying to be a professional. You know, I was just doing it because I enjoyed it. But here in in Ireland, it doesn't really matter what you're performing at. People still expect you to perform at at the elite level, whether you're getting paid or not. Uh, especially Gaelic football. Uh, Gaelic football is a professional sport in itself, although the, the, the performers don't get paid. Uh, they, they do get sponsorships and stuff now, but it's still not a paid income. So you're still meant to play for the jersey. You're meant to be um, still performing at the highest level that you possibly can. And I was still trying to do that. And um, Luckily enough, I suppose I was probably that good at performing. There, there's times I was drinking alcohol to maybe six in the morning and, and getting up and going, going and playing, going and playing a, a, a competitive uh, Gaelic football match. And I was still performing well, um, but I, I think that's because I was so young. You know, I was able to, uh, I think I think I felt guilty as well because I was drinking alcohol. I had to perform. Uh, otherwise, someone would say, look, you were, you were drinking last night. So, um, yeah, it was a really challenging time. It was looking back, and not, not a good idea, but something I, I suppose I had to just go through, you know. Being an athlete in present time, what's your favorite part about it? I, I love doing things that my body thinks it can't, you know. And people, the, the things that we do as, as CrossFit athletes, I suppose, people think you're a wee bit crazy or wee bit mad doing those <laughs> things. Uh, I sort of love that. I, lo- I love doing things that other people really wouldn't even think of doing, you know, when it comes to athletics and performance. And again, there's so many times, and probably every day, where you, you, you tell yourself that Look, this is, you're, you're not going to finish this. Um, you're not, you're going to fail here. You need to give up. And f- for some reason, you just keep going. And I think it's that, it's that aspect of it. It's pushing your body so far that it wants to stop. But you keep going. Uh, I love that. Uh, I, I, I mean, athleticism and CrossFit and playing sport. I just do it today because I just love it. I just enjoy it so much. It it generates so much positive energy and happiness within me, and it's what I'm meant to do. It's where I really show up, you know. Um, but yeah, I just love that. I love that. Um, uh, being seen as the, especially in athletics, you, you do get to an age where people start to say, oh, you're, you're getting old, you're getting old. So, uh, 33 for me is still... Uh, That's still, still young. Uh, still a really young person, you know, so... Um, but I, I like when people say, uh, or young people can, or come into the sport or, or cross athletics and and uh, you're maybe 13, 14 years older than them, but, but you're performing at a higher level. I love that. And again, that's just for me. Uh, it's not that I'm better or, 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 or anything like that. It's more just... It's something that I tell myself, okay, I need to perform here because there's either people watching um, or there's people that, that want you to feel. It just sort of stimulates something to me to, to prove people wrong, you know? 
first time I ever saw CrossFit, I kind of thought it was obstacles mixed with weight training, kind of with fun challenges in a way. And I think I saw it on ESPN one day and I'm like, these people are crazy doing these things. I'm like, I'm barely can do a pull up and I'm young and, but I also don't train as much as you guys do. If someone that's listening to this has no idea what CrossFit is, and you could explain it in a couple sentences, what is CrossFit? It's it's every sport and every form of, of, of uh, physical activity rolled into one one sport, uh, basically. And that's why I love it. So there's there's nothing that they don't do. They do bits of every sport, you know, and it's just combined. Um, and, and again, about CrossFit is there's no... There is well, there is professional athletes, but there's there's people that are just starting, and there's people that are maybe have decades of of experience in it, but they still perform in the same class. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I love about it is you're performing with the elite. Um, if you feel like maybe I know you mentioned you can't you, you can't do a pull up, but you would still come into a class and be performing with other elite athletes that can do maybe a hundred pull ups. But I think that's great is that you're still seen, seen uh, at a par. You're not seen as any less than anyone else because you can't do a pull-up. Really, for you, it's, okay, I'm, I'm looking at these elite guys and girls and, and I want to be, be there myself. So it, it actually drags you and pushes you on. So you will get that first pull-up, that 10th that pull-up, that 20th, because you're working with other elite guys. And that's what I love about it. It's, it's a real, really, 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 it's sort of like Gaelic football. It's a really strong community. And CrossFit's very much like that as well. And I, I love being part of, and I suppose we will get into the, the business side of things, but I, I feel with Gaelic football and CrossFit and then the business community, I think they're strong communities to be a part of. You feel like you're a part of something that, that, that you're a part of, like a larger fam, family, you know? And I think that's really, really important, you know, in the, in, in life where, especially when, when we dive into mental health and when, people do go through struggle. If you're part of loads of different communities, you've got loads of people you can turn to for help and support. And that that's, that's the best part about it. I think CrossFit and, and these communities that we're a part of. Talk about that business aspect of it. Yeah. So, so in business, uh, and I had to learn this, um, not, not recently, but the, the last couple of years is, um, is the, the, the success of your business is based on was the strength of your relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've been, if you're bad with relationships or you don't continue to develop your relationships, uh, your business will always um, have limitations. You know, whereas uh, I found that just developing relationships with people, either personally or professionally, um, you will have business for life. You know, you will have customers or potential customers, or at least. Uh, a connection to your perfect customers from the relationships that that you continue to develop. And that's, that's something that really has um, been, been amazing to learn because a a lot of people in business today think that they need to invest a little money into their, to start a business. Whereas you're already rich. If you've got strong relationships, you know, you, you can already make money today if you've got strong relationships. And I think that's really it's really, really important if you are starting a business or you're in business right now and maybe business isn't going the way that you want it to, 
you, you can you can earn money from from relationships that you've developed you know through through the day you were born essentially if anyone that's listening follows you you post videos about being real and authentic and we kind of talked about this earlier in our interview about being real and opening up about the struggles you talk about your business adventures and how you kind of went and kind of followed in a certain footstep of another business, but you kind of had to make it your own. Talk about being real and about that and how when people are hearing you share, do they see that similarity in what they're going through with their business because you've been so open about it? Yeah, that, that, that's important because I probably didn't always do it that way. I was probably a fake it to make it type guy. And, and I really hated that. I hated being something I wasn't on social media because I was just trying to be something. I was just trying to look like I was successful to get to work with people and to earn money and to, to provide my service. And yeah, luck had worked to an extent. And luckily, because I have a, a really good upbringing, um, I, I'm still a good guy, you know, wholeheartedly. You know, I'm, I'll always be that, you know, good guy, nice, nice guy, I think, because of my, the way my parents have raised me. But yeah, I spent a, a long time being something I wasn't. And uh, like you'll see professional photos um, being taken. And um, in today's world, you're, you're maybe seen as you're already successful. Whereas now I get more credibility from just being myself and just being real. Um, the reality is today I still have um, tough days, you know, I still have challenges. Um, I'm not far from perfect. Um, and but but I'm real, and, and the people I work with are, are are really lucky because I I when they pay me for a service or to reach a, a particular goal or target, um, I put my whole self into that, you know, and because um, I I know how hard it is and says well to to start a business to grow to 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 wonder if you're working with someone that's actually genuine and sincere, and I want to be that guy, so. Um, I think it's really, really important to be yourself and because that's the best person you can be is yourself. And yeah. um, I, I luckily had to learn that, you know, I, I felt, especially with, you know, you'll see on Instagram, you'll see a lot of influencers and portraying that they are something when they're not. Whereas I, I was probably that guy, you know, I was probably and the person pretend to be successful. Um, whereas now I, I just want to be myself. I, I just put up, fitness videos because <laughs> that's just me um i i do do some motivational um uh, like talks and stuff like that that i think they're important because you are trying to inspire people as well but but that's me uh, i i love um talking on stage uh, i love trying to influence people to better themselves and to to live a good life um and then high performance is just that that's me that's who i am i'm a high performer I need that in my life. So I showcase that to people. And that's the way I am in business as well. As you've been on this entrepreneurial journey, has there ever been a different business style or business adventure you ever wanted to go on? Or do you feel that you're comfortable where you're at and you just want to succeed at that business right now? And uh, no, um, I I always want to get uncomfortable. <laughs> um, definitely, I, I think when you look at my business to date, I've just evolved so much. I I worked with within so many other target markets, and I suppose this is why I help people from a business perspective because I sort of 
if they're working with a target market per se, I have to be able to give them help and support and advice in that market. But I think I, I don't want to ever stand still. I don't want to ever, like what I'm doing now, I would probably do it for a year, two years and move on. You know, uh, I think that's just me. Uh, I just want to continue to try different things. Um, I will always look at, I just think I look at my life and I do, I've never really given up on, on anything, you know, life, life-wise. So uh, I, I always say, look, life will always be okay for me. It's for some reason, life has always worked out for me, you know, for some reason. Um, and I love that. I love that knowing life's just always going to be okay. You know, so it's going to be, you know, it's going to be good. Um, but I think in business, I don't want to just do the same thing. I, I couldn't picture myself doing something for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, again, everybody's different, but um, like people like to have a, a, a be such an expert or be have such a niche that they are the go-to guy, and I get that, I definitely do. But for me, I think it's exciting just being a student, you know, just um, not knowing the answers and saying to yourself, "Okay, I'm going to need to learn this or develop this and better myself to to get to that level." So. I like that. I like um, challenging myself and being uh, not being the smartest person in, in, in the room. I know that's sort of maybe cliche in today's world. It's maybe you've probably heard that before. But I, 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 I generally think I, I like to have conversations with people that know more than I do or that are smarter than me or that have achieved things that I haven't yet. Um, I like that challenge, you know. I think it's always good to learn something new every day. And that's how I am where I know I don't know everything. I tell myself I'm not perfect, but I want to become the greatest version of myself. So any chance I get to learn from someone, I see that as success for that day because I'm developing skills. I'm developing knowledge because you never know. You could introduce that topic to someone else that wants to learn from you. So I always view that as something great in this today's world where we're able to learn so much. It's now our opportunity to get out there and learn any way we can. Exactly. Exactly. We're all students of life here. Um, At the end of life, nobody really knows what happens, you know, Um. So, so we're always learning. We're, we're just trying to, uh, I, I always think where I maybe feel, I would say, uh, in regards to life, uh, aspect of life is I always thought I'd be happy when I get to a certain pillar or success pillar or target, whereas really I just needed to be happy now mm-hmm. and, and live my life now. And that's that's. Why, why why I'm here, I suppose, is as I wake up every day and say, look, this is a day in the life of Shane uh, and I'm going to try and focus on being happy here. I'm going to try and help someone today, um, but I'm going to live. I'm going to live it and I'm going to be present. Whereas uh, a lot of people in business are, are, are waiting to achieve that, that big number, whether it be 10K a month or 100K a month or a million a year. They're, they're, they think their happiness is and the result was really it's today, it's here and now, you know. Has there been a big change in your diet and training from as a soccer player to a CrossFit athlete? Yeah, yeah, it's nutrition's an interesting one. I don't there's there's no right answer when it comes to nutrition. I think again, if you look back at the influencers and social media portraying that one thing's better than another. 
I think when I look back at my life, my body has changed. It's went up and down and I've got heavier and I've got lighter. I've got more muscle mass. I've got less muscle mass. It all depends just on um, the routine that you've set yourself. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the most important. If you can get into a really balanced and healthy routine, then you you always be you always be healthy. You know, it's it's it's. Some people think that they need to be in a program and do it for six weeks, whereas that's not really natural. You know, it's not really that normal. It's not very enjoyable either. So it's really about okay, looking at your your routine and uh, looking at what what you want to achieve. Uh, obviously, look, there's healthier foods than others. Um, so you have to make some conscious sacrifices there in regards to high sugar foods. Um, but yeah, finding that balance is so important um, in, in building a routine and being a high performer. And uh, soccer, yeah, it's, it's a lot more, um, I suppose you have to be a wee bit lighter, I would say, and faster on your feet. Whereas CrossFit is, it's very much, a, you know, there's no one fit fits all you know it's you can be any shape any size heavier stronger but still have challenges and and still have someone that's maybe better than you or performing better i think that's the beauty of it whereas soccer they are elite athletes and they have to cover a lot of grass and they have to it's very cardiovascular and you know a lot of maybe a hundred different sprints in a game Whereas CrossFit's not like that. It's uh, basically a mixture of anything. You have to be a wee bit heavier, build a lot more muscle. Um, you know, it's two totally different sports. But again, I would say soccer athletes and cross athletes, they have a balance. I would say um, they have their own routine that works for them or each individual. And uh, that's why they are elite is because they've, they're getting professional advice on all that as well. So, uh, food is definitely directly connected to performance for sure. So what does the future look like for you? What are you hoping to accomplish in the next few years, both personally and professionally? So uh, right right now we've got a, a business model that I feel is, 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 is so, so important. It's emotionally connected to their customer, to the service that they provide. And it's a model. It's a model that I've created and invested in with a few other um, mentors and entrepreneurs so i feel like i actually used to call it a business in a box because it had everything you needed to to basically generate high ticket revenue online and by high ticket i mean you know 10k offers to you know to ten thousand pound or ten thousand dollar offers twenty five thousand dollar offers or hundred thousand dollar offers you know so i feel um we've got this model now i think in the, in the world we live in today it's important to to understand that you do need to evolve with the times mm-hmm. and that's always important and I will continue to do that. But right now you've got a really interesting model that uh, we start off with the emotional connection that you have with your, your prospects and your, your clients. And I think that's so important is because you get a client on board. Okay. You get to generate at the very least um, $10,000 for your client, but also because you're emotionally connected to them, they are now uh, nearly a, a part of the family, a part of the community, and they will refer you. And I think that's important. Something I really had to learn was the people that trusted me and invested in me and paid me the high-ticket offers, I never utilized the relationship or, or truly connected, whereas this last few years, um, 
I, I see my clients as family now and they are part of the community. And uh, where, where that's so important is they, we build a, a real trust and loyalty and emotional connection. And what that brings is then referrals. And the big word referrals is it's the fastest, most effective, most efficient way to, to grow a business. Okay. And if you have loads of amazingly emotionally connected relationships, you can have referrals for life. And that's where you don't have to spend money on the, the ad campaigns, this, the mm-hmm. social media marketing and spend so much time on the laptop grinding and start a laptop. You really just have to pick up the phone and ask, ask for, ask your, your developed relationships for help support or a new client. I think that's the beauty of the model that we've built, you know. Have you taken that model similar to how you mentioned about the CrossFit community where everyone's there to support each other and help each other and how your clients can either go with to each other and kind of learn from each other, even though maybe they're in different industries and things like that? Exactly. Exactly. I think it's it's when you feel you're a part of something. That's the most important thing. Is it's when you just know you just know you're a part of something really great here. And I think that's what CrossFit and probably Gaelic football, the community and uh, Gaelic football here in Ireland is, is amazing. You're, you feel a part of something. And the, the great thing is when you feel a part of something, you just do things for other people um, not naturally. You don't need like um, when you're networking in, in professional groups, people want paid all the time. Okay. They want paid money all the time. Whereas when you're a part of these communities, you just do, you just do these, you just help people naturally and support people naturally. And that's the beauty of these strong communities that like Gaelic football, CrossFit, and now the community, the entrepreneurial community that that, that we're building here. Um, people know that that they're going to be a part of something here, something really, really special, something uh, family-oriented. But as I said, and this is a, a major thing, is that will help you financially become uh, abundant. And I think when we speak of... Um, Happiness, it has to connect to, to, to money. Uh, it has to connect to money because the world we live in, we need money. And that's what I want to help people is, okay, money isn't the be-all and end-all, but you will uh, absolutely generate a lot of revenue here when you're part of this community. And that, that's something that I've always wanted to build. I want to build something that is is for the people, you know, it's, for, it's going to help them create the freedom in their life because the, the reason I do what I do is for freedom. Um, and, and freedom is just a big word in my life because I've never liked being restricted. I've never liked being caged. I've never liked being controlled or told what to do. And there's something just amazing about feeling free, you know, whether it be in business or your personal life or in re- your relationship. Um, I think if you've got that freedom to financially purchase uh, your dream home or your 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 ne- the nice car that you like, that's that's important as well but you get to provide for your family, your loved ones as well. So I think, um, I think that that word's so, so important to me, you know. The final question I'll ask you, for someone that's listening to this interview based on your journey and experience, what tips or advice would you give them to overcome obstacles, accomplish their goals, and rise to the challenge? Yeah, so what I say is when I look back at, at conquering obstacles, you, you do tend to go into uh, your internal self. You you sort you worry, you get stressed, you get anxious, and you 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 have self doubt. 
Whereas you put so much energy into that, telling yourself that you're you're failing or that you're not going to achieve something, it's the exact same energy to to tell yourself that you can do. Uh, it's the exact same energy to to say that you're not going to give up. So if you're going to struggle and you're going to face obstacles, you may as well struggle through in the most positive way you possibly can. And that that's something that's so important. Is look, we will all you and me, uh, Alex, will have you know so many struggles in life yeah. that we need to conquer. But but we are in the entrepreneurial world or as as high performers, we 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 know that. The, the lights at the end of the tunnel, you know, we know that this bit of struggle is the pathway to that next element of success. And that's, that's the great thing about struggle is when I go through tough times, I know that there, there's, there's going to be one day or there's going to be one moment where that struggle is going to just go away. And I'm going to realize, I'm going to look back and say, Oh, that's why, that's why I had to struggle and that is to get here. And thanks. To, that's the beauty of hard times and tough times is, it's taking you to great times. You know, it's taking you to better times. And that's why struggle is so, so important. We need it. And if we didn't have struggle, I mean, life would just be easy, wouldn't it? Um, and sure, an easy life isn't very uh, entertaining or exciting. So I think that that's definitely important. And uh, I, what was your other question? Sorry. Overcoming obstacles, accomplishing their goals, and rising to the challenge. Yeah, accomplishing your goals. So the way we do it with clients um, in regards to goals is we set the goal and then we forget about it. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's it. That's as simple as I can put it because the goal is, is where we want to get you to, but right now we need to perform the steps today. Okay. And that's where people really forget to take action. They forget to be proactive in their days. Whereas yes, the goal is so, so important, but we need to forget about it because today we're not there. So there's certain steps that we need to conquer. So I always say, look, set your goals, absolutely, but then forget about them. Focus on being proactive and being accountable today, being present today. Um, That's where you will, each day, you take these small steps and get closer and closer to that that end goal. Um, And I think that's why I'm majorly a part of the high-performing entrepreneurial industry is because I can get people to do the work today mm-hmm. um, uh, we can set goals of course and set targets but but we need to work today it's, it's you need to be proactive today uh, and that's where uh, i suppose i i really do support people i think even the world today we're so accustomed to oh that goal is going to take too long to accomplish we don't want to do it and i think if you just start today it works i think I've always had that struggle where, oh, fitness, weight loss, but I would start it and then I'd stop it because I'm like, this is going to take too long. But I've been on that journey for the last year and I'm like, it's been the best experience because you look at that struggle and then the look at the accomplishments you've gotten to all the way to here and you're like, I can do anything now. I just got to put my mind to it. So I think if as long as people get away from being accustomed to, oh, it's going to take too long everyone's going to be able to accomplish anything they want to. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I mean, I always think acceptance is, is important because if you accept who you are now, um, that's important is because yes, we, we, we want to look better and you should want to look your best and feel your best. Um, but when you accept who you are now and accept that your body will, you know, your body's going to change, how you look's going to change. 
uh, life's going to change and, and once you accept that um, but you're trying to be better whether it be weight loss or weight gain or maybe you're trying to perform at a higher level in health and fitness or maybe you're trying to reach targets if you accept where you are now and understand where you are now um, and, and then t- you're right take action be an action taker because again I know we talked about social media there's, there's a lot of gurus talking about visualization and you know it's important to use your imagination but none of that you know trying to feel like you're you're successful feeling and visualizing it's not going to get you there you know you need to still take action you still need to be an action taker and uh that that's so so important yeah well shane i want to thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your rise to the challenge you're inspiring so many people and we're excited to see what the future looks like for you Thank you for your time, Alex. I really appreciate it. And I hope everybody enjoyed a recap. Tune in next time to hear my next guest talk about their rise to the challenge. Remember to follow and subscribe on all major audio platforms. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to be in that video format. What path will you take to accomplish your goals? You decide.